is going on, everybody? Can you hear me? Yes, you can. This is the Oh, You Should Know, Omar Kill Solomon, one half of the Culture Cast for the culture by the culture. We do it for the culture. And if you're not down with the culture, I just can't help you. I am joined by my tag team partner. He is known all across the world as Worldwide Ray. What is going on, my brother? How, how was T-Pain younger than J. Cole? You know what? That doesn't make any sense, but you could still buy him a drink. <laughs> oh, man. What is going on, man? Long time. No no talk to. What's going on? How's life? The usual, man. Uh, working, enjoying this weather. You know, this quarantine weather. Coming to you live in these quarantine streets, by the way. <laughs> also, guys, make sure you guys subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Anchor, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, rate us, review us, tell a friend. We want to hear from you in the CultureCast community. Come join us. Make sure you guys follow us on social media, Pod, on Instagram and Facebook, and then on Twitter, you can find us at CultureCastPod underscore. There is so much going on in the wrestling world, but, Ray, we will be remiss. We have not talked since the big um, crowning of a new champion. My champion is black. Make some noise for Keith Lee. Bask in his glory. OMG. Yeah, that was remarkable. A remarkable victory for uh, Keith Lee. Double champion, double champion indeed. He put on an amazing show defeating Adam Cole in the Great American Bash Night 2. Um, you had the also you also had that amazing match with EO and Sasha. Um, just you know, great wrestling overall. Um, super excited for that. And speaking of great wrestling, um, it is time, guys, to get ready for another interview. You guys heard our last interview with the frontman, Jossie. That was pretty dope, if I say so myself. Um, made some noise on the internet, too, Ray, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So, frontman Jossie for the Black Wrestlers Matter Coming up on Saturday, August 22nd, he's going to be taking on our next, our next guest. He is known all across the world as Air Wolf. So make sure you guys take a listen, enjoy. Uh, make sure you guys tell a friend. Spread this all over social media. This is the CultureCast interview with Air Wolf. We are joined, ladies and gentlemen, as our interview series continues for the Black Wrestlers Matter event. We have on the podcast today, he needs no introduction, but guess what? I'm going to introduce him anyway. He comes from the land of the lakes, Minnesota. You know, you might have seen him in the air. You might have seen him on MLW once in a while. You maybe even seen him take on Ray Phoenix. And he's going to be taking on frontman Josh C. at Black Wrestlers Matter on August 22nd in Des Moines, Iowa. We'll touch on that just a little bit later. But make some noise for Airwolf, everybody! How's it going? What's going on, man? How you feeling? I'm feeling all right. How about you guys? Feeling good. Let's see another day. You know what? <laughs> I can't argue that one. <laughs> every, day, every day the sun is shining and my beard is flicking. Life is lit. I can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> This one, the, one thing we uh, like to start these interviews off with, my brother, is, you know, we've been in a quarantine and I know some places are going through phases and we're moving forward. Um, but throughout this entire quarantine, what has been the most random 
purchase off of Amazon throughout this entire time? Uh, actually, I don't make too many online purchases, actually. <laughs> I usually go to the stores, so I haven't actually been buying too much. Uh, the only things I've really bought online, I bought a few shirts from wrestlers to kind of help support people. And then I bought new gear that I'll be debuting once this starts back up again. Okay, okay. Investing in yourself. We love yeah. it. We got to make sure <laughs> we sure. see That's you. what you got to do. We got to send you some gear, too. We got some CultureCast shirts. You can follow our uh, social media, CultureCast Pod. Click the link in the bio. 100% of the do- proceeds are donated to independent wrestling. So we're going to send you a shirt, too, our brother. So, um, definitely. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. No doubt about that, man. But uh, just to kick things off, man, tell um, the CultureCast community, the CultureCast crew, tell the world a little bit about yourself. Um, I, we know a little bit, and we'll talk about that later in the interview, but just introduce introduce yourself to the world and why you are excited for this upcoming wrestling event on the 22nd next month. Right. So I, I live up in Minnesota. Uh, I'm 20 years old. I've been in the ring since I was 13, so about seven years now. Um. I've kind of been traveling all over the place trying to get my name out there. Uh, me and my brother, we were overseas over in February over in the UK. We did OTT over there. Hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I'm just trying to make as big of a name as possible while I can. That is crazy, Ray. Like, Ray, do you remember what you were doing at the age of 20? At the age of 20, uh, sneaking alcohol, <laughs> working at a working at a pizza place, stressed out. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this man is traveling the world. That is that's that's dope, my brother. Man, continue on. I love that. I love that. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, one thing I was bringing up is I've actually seen you in person a few times here in Chicago, uh, mostly through uh, Galley. I know you had a few matches in uh, AAW along with uh, Black Label Pro. And Indiana, I think your last freelance match was against Eric Cannon, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I love all those promotions, each and every one of those. They've all been, like, real good to me. And I always love coming out to Chicago. Chicago's probably, like, one of my favorite crowds to perform in front of. The only crowd I'd probably put in front of is at home in first wrestling, Wrestlepalooza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I believe you're the champion for first wrestling, am I? Yeah, right? yeah, I am currently. Okay. I mean, I wish I was a champion at 20 years old, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what type of, um, how does that drive you? You know, cause you're so young, you've been given a lot of opportunities. You're traveling the world. Like what motivates you? Um, cause you've been doing this for a few years now. Like what, mo- what motivates you to be great? Who did you look up to? Um, I know you were trained, uh, by Mr. Anderson. Um, and we'll talk about that later on, but what motivates you to be great? Honestly, like, I'm, I just love professional wrestling as a whole. Like, there's a bunch of, like, oh, there's too many people to list that I look up to in terms of, like, what got me into this business and what wrestlers personally inspire me to wrestle the way I do or think about wrestling the way that I do. Uh, wrestlers like Alex Shelley and Jonathan Gresham, Shane Strickland, and ACH. I mm-hmm. look up to those dudes a lot, and each of them – they all like help me a lot and I study them and I like to change my game up. I like to adapt and be kind of hybrid because I believe that the more versatile that you are, the more marketable that you are. It's 100% true. Like every 
basically every day, not even every like year, every day you have to change yourself in wrestling. You can't, you know, be just one dimensional. It's like either you evolve or you perish. Absolutely. And you look at guys like, like Christopher Daniels, how many times has he evolved throughout his career to the fact that he can still do the things that he was doing a long time ago, just as good, if not better today on television week in and week out. That, that's dope, man. I think, and that's so, and not only in the world of professional wrestling, but also just, I'm pretty sure that's, you apply that to your way of life too, you know, just continuing to evolve, continuing to push yourself. Um, were you like in high school, did you play any sports or if you went to college, like, was it any like intramurals or things that you pushed yourself to be great growing up? So I've always wanted to be a wrestler since I was probably in fifth grade. And I kind of tried to set myself up so I would succeed specifically at wrestling. So I took part in things like theater and speech. But on the athletic side, I, I did wrestling for my first two years in high school. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't too good at that. Not because <laughs> I wasn't like, I, I didn't like get my ass kicked by any means, but like I just didn't understand the rules. So I would like pick dudes up and slam them on their head or like do backflips and stuff during matches. Like try to backflip out of takedowns. <laughs> <laughs> so like I wasn't good at it because I was getting disqualified for doing stuff that I like I didn't understand the rules it just didn't make sense to me so I only did it for the first two years before I stopped doing it like I saw this on TV like they did this one rest no nah, bro don't work like that bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I think when I was doing wrestling in high school like the coach like first day up front he was like this is just the stuff you see on TV so if you're here like please exit if you think we're about to do that. You know, it's right, cool. right. I think I saw the backflip out of the single leg takedown. It, like, that was like an actual wrestling video that went viral on like Facebook or something. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, okay, like, you know what? I'm going I'm to do that. And I practiced it before, like, the night before the meet. And like, I went over the, <laughs> I kept doing it again and again and again. And then when it came time to get out there, I kind of just baited in my leg and tried to do the backflip out, which, like, <laughs> it actually worked, but like, the ref called it on me, so <laughs> I guess I just made it illegal, so I barely missed my chance to do it. When I was young, I tried the rest. I was a football player more so, but I tried the uh-huh. rest, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to stick to theater, and you mentioned theater, and um, I did musicals and theater when I was younger, too. Did you watch Hamilton yet? I did not. Uh, uh, I'm not, like, uh, I don't know. I don't like go super out of my way to watch theater. I just like being in theater. I like I like acting myself. Okay. A lot. I'm gonna definitely recommend Hamilton. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah, I'm Disney definitely gonna have to check that out. <laughs> I've heard a lot about it actually. I've been meaning to check it out because I've heard the soundtrack however many times over. That's like oh, the only yeah. thing theater kids listen to. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, you're, we're not gonna throw away your shot here on the Culture Cast. So. <laughs> ah, you see what I did there? Oh yes. I mean, I got to agree with him with the I'd rather do it than watch it thing. Like, there's a lot of, like, things like baseball. Like, I'd rather play it than watch it. Yeah, uh, for sure. It's a lot of stuff. Like, I'm on his side for that. Just like with Hamilton, I'd rather be be on stage than watch it than watch the stage. You want to be in the room where it happens. There's another yeah. Hamilton line for you. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, what drew you, you know, uh, you say you want to, you want to make yourself a hybrid style um, 
but you know you have you wear the lucha libre mask what drew you to that uh putting the mask on uh in your performances honestly the mask it was just kind of a thing because when i was starting out because like i was starting out so young uh the guy i was initially training with suggested that i wear the mask because people obviously would see that i was like so young so it was kind of just a thing to cover up the fact that i was so young but like as it moved on it kind of like resonated with fans and it picked up and got over in a way that I didn't expect it to. So at some point it's like, you can't drop it, you know? So I kind of try to take on the meaning of like, you don't know what I am and you can't like make judgments on me based on my appearance. So that's kind of what the mask meant to me later on. That is dope. My brother, that is dope. Thank you. Yeah, and I know that you said that you wrestled with your brother, who is uh, Angel uh, Dorado. Um, with yep. that, uh, who started uh, first? Like, was there, like, hey, my brother's wrestling, and he convinced me to start, or did you all, like, start together in training? Yeah, so we actually started together, but he kind of focused more on diving. He's a diver in high school, and he was actually really good at it. So, like, during the diving season, he kind of focused on that. Whereas, like, I, I, I wrestled, but, like, I went out of my way to try to, like, train and show up to shows and help out and stuff. So, I feel like I, I kind of branched out definitely more before he did. But now I think he's kind of caught up to me and we're kind of making an impact as a tag team. Yeah, because I think the the first time I've seen – I believe you were with your brother. It was the Midwest mixtape. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. With AJ? Yeah, you, AJ Gray, and your brother. I believe it was like a six-man tag match. I think that was my first time seeing you all work together as a team. Yeah. yeah it was pretty symmetrical. Like, everything was on point as far as chemistry. Yeah, it's funny because, like, initially in our careers, we tagged a lot. And then for some reason, it just kind of branched away from that. And probably within, like, maybe a little over the past year, we, came, we like, became primarily tag team wrestlers. Just out of nowhere, our bookings kind of started picking up as a tag team. So we decided to kind of put our focus towards that. Okay. Awesome. Once again, guys, we are the Culture Cast at Black Wrestlers Matters. Coming up Saturday, August 22nd, 2020 at Franklin Junior High Auditorium. You can get tickets at blackwrestlersmatter.bitcartel.com. You will see this man, Airwolf, take on the front man, Jossie, a good friend from Minnesota. Uh, speaking of um, front man, Jossie, he had some, some choice words for you in our last interview. He said... You know, that, that kid, Airwolf, he, he's done some great things. He has a great family, but he's a kid playing a man's game. What is your response to the man that you're going to be taking on next month? Honestly, I love Jossie. I'm a fan of Jossie, and it might be an unpopular opinion to some, but Jossie does what he says he's going to do. He talks a lot, but I honestly believe that he's the future of the business. Now, whereas he's the future of the business – I'm the president of the business. Woo! I'm not going to just let him walk in and take my spot that I've been fighting for. So if Jossie wants this spot, he's going to have to earn it. And I see here that your last match before like the whole shutdown and stuff, you actually defeated Jossie at first wrestling. So does that give you, do you feel like you have the advantage over him knowing that 
the last match you had and the last time you all faced each other, you have the victory over him? Like, I like believe I do. Court advantage? I believe I do. I feel like I know Jossie more than Jossie knows me. Mm. Message. Let him know. Let him know. That's dope, man. Tell me, um, so you were trained by Mr. Anderson, also known as Mr. Kennedy in the WWE world. Um, talk about that experience. And then if, if possible, <laughs> could you do your best Mr. Anderson or Mr. Kennedy impersonation of how I used to come out to the ring? Like, could you do it right now? For, I mean, after that for us, if you could, if, if you will. Yeah, so so I trained at the academy under uh, Ken Anderson, Sean Davari, Eric Cannon, and then occasionally Molly Holly and Arya Davari would come through. Um, Ken Ken's a great dude. He's very like military based in terms of how he approaches training, which I feel like is definitely beneficial in a business like ours. Everybody strives to be the best they can be physically, and I feel like Ken Ken really has a good mindset in terms of like what you need to do in order to get the basics across and do the basics really well. Ken's really fundamentally sound. So I feel like Ken's really good for that. Whereas like Eric Cannon is really good for specific things that you can take from a person, uh, recognizing each person's individual differences and being good with helping people with that. Sean is really good at the business aspect of things at playing the cards and like, talking to people, how you approach people, uh, promos, stuff like that. Uh, Molly, Molly's great. Everybody always sings Molly's praises, but I feel like she truly doesn't get enough recognition for how good she is. She only stopped by a handful of times, but each time she stopped by, I felt like the way she explained things is like, it makes everything seem so simple. They're like, it's really easy to translate to people that sometimes do have a hard time picking it up, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then Aria, obviously Aria is great. He's doing right. great things on his own. <laughs> nothing, nothing more needs to be said about Aria. Aria is succeeding. Probably the most underrated guy they have right now, especially in their cruiserweight division. He is. Definitely uh, agree. He is. His enthusiasm is contagious. And he, Absolutely. He has so much charisma. Definitely. Shout out to 205 Live. And, Absolutely. And let's hear it. Let us, let us hear that Mr. Anderson uh, intro. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I weigh in at 215 pounds. I hail from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Mr. Anderson. Wait, wait for it. Anderson. <laughs> That's the best I got. <laughs> we love it. Love it. He's gonna have a field day with that one. <laughs> I can't believe you actually got him to do it. <laughs> every every interview, I'm gonna try something off the wall and. We thank you, my brother, for that. We thank you. <laughs> Talk to us about um, now. A lot of people have seen you on MLW. Um, I was just watching a match, uh, V versus Jake Lander. I thought that was so dope. I think Jake Lander is so amazing in the ring. Uh, but you also had a match with somebody who's who's always on AEW recently. That's Ray Phoenix. So talk to me about those 
that opportunity to be on like some well-known brands like MLW or fighting some top-notch performers, you know, like at the age of 20, you know, like talk about that opportunity that you've been given and what do you want to do in the future with that? Yeah, it's crazy how quick, like everything is kind of taken off. Uh, my time in MLW, like <laughs> right away, they kind of threw me to the sharks when they stuck me in there with Ray Phoenix Mania Week. And, you know, you have a lot of pressure walking into a match like that. Ray Phoenix is considered one of, if not the best high flyers in the world. So being put in a ring with him and a week that's like everybody knows is the biggest week possible in wrestling. It doesn't get higher than that. So when you're a 20-year-old kid being stuck in the ring with one of the best wrestlers the world has to offer, there's obviously a lot of pressure on you. But you got to live up to the pressure. It's about situations like that. Are you going to fold under the pressure or are you going to become a star under the pressure? Uh, I really personally enjoyed my match with Ray Phoenix and I feel like it helped me a lot in terms of bettering myself and knowing exactly where to pick up my intensity and what I need to do in order to hang with world-class talent like Ray Phoenix. Awesome. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That's the thing that I've heard about, uh, court Bauer from MLW. It's like, if he believes in you, he's going to throw you out there. He wants people to you know, know your name, know that you're the future of professional wrestling. Yeah, for sure. That's one thing Court absolutely does well. He's always willing to take a risk on new guys and try to help them out and really kind of make them a star. Awesome, man. And speaking of stars, like this upcoming show is so important. Black Wrestlers Matter, once again, Saturday, August 22nd um, at the Franklin Junior High Auditorium in Des Moines, Iowa. Um, all event proceeds are going to go to Knowledge is Power DSM, Leaders of Tomorrow. And I think I mean, I think we understand here at the Culture Cast, but to me, like this show and the sim symbolism of the show is so important. Can you talk to me about about this show and you know why Black wrestlers matter? But then also, especially with everything that's going on in the country as we move towards, um, I don't want to say the fight for equality, but to me, the fight for equity. Um, but as we move towards that, you know, why is this show important and what does it mean to you? Yeah, I firmly believe that there has not been a better time for this show to happen than right now. And I say that because obviously the state of the nation, the United States of America, the state it's in right now with everything going on with the Black Lives Matter stuff and protesting police brutality and the conversations we're needing to have as a nation, they're finally being addressed. Not only that as a nation, but as a business, uh, if you've seen all the stuff going on the past few days online, um, talking about representation and diversity and having different people of color in higher places, because truthfully, higher up places in professional wrestling have never been that diverse. They've always kind of, for lack of a better term, just been white. Now, there, the problem with that is that White people don't necessarily know how it feels to be put into places of people of color. So they're trying to write being black. As uh, I'm sure you saw AJ Gray say, you can't write being black. You can't tell us as black individuals how we would go throughout our daily lives. And I feel like oftentimes in wrestling, black people, they're kind of given 
this ultimatum, so to speak, where you need to be fit in, fitting inside this certain box, whereas white people kind of can be whatever they want to be. And really, that's what we're trying to get across here with Black Wrestlers Matter is we should be able to do whatever we want in this business. We should be able to succeed and not have our appearance hold us back because for so long, world champions have always looked the same, obviously, until you get someone like Kofi Kingston, who's truly like pioneer, trendsetter. When I turn on the TV and I see someone like Kofi Kingston win the title, it gives me hope. It lets me know that I can do anything I want in this world. If it's my dream to be WWE champion, I can be WWE champion. You see someone like Sonny Kiss on AEW. Sonny Kiss will also be on the event. Very excited to be in the same locker room as Sonny Kiss. Um, but you see someone as talented as Sonny Kiss, and you turn it on, and you see him wrestling Cody Rhodes, and they're tearing it up. That gives people hope. That lets some kid know there that doesn't know themselves that it's going to be okay, that there's people like them, and it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're black. It doesn't matter if you're gay. It doesn't matter if you're a woman. Everyone should be equal in professional wrestling, and I feel like that's not the way it is. So that's truly what we're fighting for and trying to change here. Awesome, man. Saturday, August 22nd, you're going to see Airwolf take on frontman Jossie at Black Wrestlers Matter. You can get tickets at blackwrestlersmatter.bitcartel.com. Once again, all event proceeds are going to go to Knowledge is Power, DSM, Future Leaders of Tomorrow. Oh, yes. Indeed. Before we uh, get on out of here, um, Errol, we definitely thank you for the time. One thing we like to ask, and we like to have a lot of fun over here, um, and Ray makes fun of me. A lot of our, my friends make fun of me. I'm a, I don't want to say I'm a hater, but I do want to say that I don't really care for a lot of the um, <laughs> wrestling entrance music today. I think it's whack. I think it's tough. And I think it's, um, you know, I think it sounds like Fruity Loop Beats. And I think it's just, there hasn't been like a lot of entrance music that just... <laughs> takes my attention away and you know like all you always hear either outside of carrying crosses because that was dope but um you always <laughs> hear like the crazy rock song that makes no sense or the alternative oh my god or you hear the basic rapper you know no offense to the rapper because they got more bars than me but it's the basic safe rap you know yeah heard your music i appreciate it i think it was dope so two-part question number one um if you could have any uh performer give you a, a live entrance to the ring what musical artist would that be and then also what are some things that you're listening to right now oh that's that's a hard one um honestly i'm not even i'm not sure who i would have play me to the ring uh i kind of as far as like what i like to listen to i'm i'm a big fan of hip-hop and rap obviously but i kind of listen to all sorts of things i'm kind of pretty diverse in what i listen to awesome uh i listen to j cole a lot <laughs> uh drake just i don't know a bit basic artists nothing nothing too out of the ordinary have you ever like sent text messages using drake lyrics yet no no i have not <laughs> <laughs> let me give you let me give you a game youngster you're, I'm, th I'm 34 <laughs> you're 20 just be ready go back to some old drake you know, just yeah. copy them lyrics. And when you're having a tough day or you're in that tough conversation, just drop them Drake lyrics. They're going to be like, oh, my God, you're like, you're so kind and compassionate. You just be like, you hit them with the emoji, like, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can't go. I can't go too far back on Drake. Otherwise, I'm gonna wind up in that DeGrassi era. <laughs> Oh yeah, you know, yeah, just, just just stop it. So far gone, like so far gone. <laughs> that's that's what it is. So far gone. Well, Airwolf, tell everyone uh, where they can find you on social media. Tell everyone where they can purchase uh, some gear from you. Go ahead, use this time to promote yourself. Let's hear it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so my stuff is pretty basic. It's all just at official Airwolf, and then my pro wrestling tees. If you feel the need to help me out or purchase a shirt <laughs> is uh pro wrestling slash official airwolf. Definitely. Where can they find you on social media? Yeah. All my stuff is just at official airwolf. He's like you, right? I am Richard H. Everything's all the same. That's, that's dope. <laughs> I work simple. Simple. Yeah. I feel like I'm one of the few people out there that has it all the same, just out of convenience for people, you know? <laughs> exactly. Like if you can't find us, you're not looking hard enough. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I work in education, so I got to have like a real one and then my like professional one. So I can't, um, <laughs> I can't let everybody right, right. Just the ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, man. Black Wrestlers Matter, August 22nd, Saturday at Franklin Junior High Auditorium in Des Moines, Iowa. You're going to see this man, Airwolf, take on the front man, John C. Make sure you guys get your tickets. Um, it's going to be an amazing show. Sunny Kiss is going to be there. Faye Jackson is going to be there. But most importantly, Airwolf is going to be there. And the Coaster cast, I'm telling you, Airwolf versus Frontman Josh C, that is going to be the match of the night. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. So we want to thank you for listening to the Culture Cast. We are the Culture Cast. Make sure you guys subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Ray, one more thing. What you got to say? Yo, if Airwolf could wrestle in a mask for four years, you all could wear a mask to the grocery store. no argument there wear a mask be safe with that being said periods we are the culture cast thank you guys for listening have a good day